This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. Well, it is going to be a really quick show today. Did you turn back your clock last night, Jessica? Not my um, actual, you know, <laughs> traditional clock. So with with you arms, done that but yet? and I haven't done that yet. But obviously, you know, it's like you're well, my be, cell phone alarms. You're going to be early all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing about the cell phone is it does it by itself. Exactly. I just wish my car would. Me too. Because it me takes too. me until the next turnaround to figure out how to do it. I mean, I, I, I can never remember how, because you only do it twice a year. Right. But, and, and every car seems different, and I can never remember how to set my clock in my car. Really? Mine so I'll drive, I'll drive around for, for probably at least uh, a month until my husband gets in the car and says, okay, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> Mine is real simple. It's just got two buttons right next to the, right next to the Ooh, time. You've got an easy yeah. car. Ooh. Okay, well, maybe I, what kind of car do you have? Maybe I need one of yours. <laughs> I've got a Forester. So. Oh, okay. Okay, no, I don't. I, I've, I think I'm driving a Ford right now. I don't know. I don't know cars. I just look at the colors. You know, that was an interesting thing because my husband is into cars and he's been in the car business. And when we first got together, when we first started dating, and he would be talking about a car and I'd say, oh, what color is it? And he'd <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Because that's all I care about is well, what color is the car. Me too, actually. I really, I you know, I'll get in any car as long as I like the color of it. That's that's what's important to me. So you can see I have some interesting priorities. Anyway, if you did not turn your clock back last night, make sure you do. We have a very, very busy show this morning. And let's get underway with the Week in Review, where we had spooky stories and even scarier weather. Governor Evers sued the legislature, and we had an annual Milwaukee tradition renewed. There's so much more. It's a week in review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go. No! The big story overnight, obviously, is Matthew Perry being found dead. A call was received at 4.07 p.m. about an unresponsive man in his 50s. An ambulance was sent to the scene, but it was already too late. Did he have the widest range of performance? Maybe not. But, you know, he really perfected that kind of Chandler Bing delivery to a degree that it became iconic that everybody last night could be saying, could, Could I, I be, be more sorry? Packers in free fall. When's the last time you remember us dropping four straight? Downward spiral. A point of emphasis for Matt LaFleur's team heading into Sunday's game was getting off to a fast start. Mission failed. Downward spiral. It was uh, obviously tough to watch. Matt LaFleur sucks. I'm sorry, baby. I love you. This is the radio version of Santa Claus, your Halloween special. You've been naughty all year long. The clock was ticking down. Three, two, one. The large blade fell. Ah! And Billy awoke. No! Happy Halloween. <laughs> dark! Holy dark! Oh, man. Bilston, what did you talk <laughs> You're a sick little kid. You were a sick Sam, little Sam. kid. You are a sad, strange little man. Closing any of our schools is a failure. Facing a $9 million budget shortfall in the 2024-25 school year, the Wauwatosa School District is saying the closure of Washington and Jefferson Elementary Schools is on the table. The financial and communal health of our neighborhoods is directly connected to these institutions. There is nothing off the table. In fact, it is a scenario where all schools can remain open. A 
federal judge is dismissing former Packers quarterback Brett Favre's defamation lawsuit against fellow retired NFL player Shannon Sharp. The argument for Governor Evers is that state Republicans are violating the Wisconsin Constitution by obstructing basic government functions. When it comes to issues like state employee compensation, that is the end of the process from his point of view. And Republicans would say, no, 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 there's this other step in the process. Thunder, snow, water spouts, strong winds. In the Fox Valley, Nina, five inches of snow. West Dallas coming in at four inches. Burlington with three. Measurable snow has only happened five times. So it's pretty rare. Nine times. Nope. Five times. A teenager accused of killing a five-year-old Milwaukee boy is a danger to society. That's what prosecutors say about Eric Mendoza, who's 15, admitting to stabbing strangers on the street days before Prince McCree was found dead. Today in court, the state describing the accusations as serious and heinous. Mendoza also remained quiet head down when Prince McCree's father was forced from the courtroom this morning, first speaking, then yelling at Eric Mendoza that he knows him, that he broke their family. At 645, I want to go back live to the northwest side of Milwaukee where WTMJ's Adam Roberts is live as the city Christmas tree is now being hoisted onto the back of a flatbed truck. Adam, can you also ask the mayor about what he hopes people will think of and feel about when they see the tree? <laughs> like that was Apparently, the- apparently he's already gotten that question. <laughs> Yeah, I think a couple reporters beat me to the punch on that one, Eric. The Republicans who voted against the resolution said Santos has only been charged with crimes, not convicted. The vote wasn't even close. The yeas are 179, the nays are 213, with 19 recorded as present. Two-thirds not voting in the affirmative. The resolution is not adopted. Glendale police are investigating alleged child pornography being circulated among students at Nicolay High School. Here's how I approach the conversation. Here's what the law says. If you get something like this or you're involved in something like this, like that's police time. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's not whatever. So like just flat don't do it. Deja vu at the former Northridge Mall. The Milwaukee Fire Department responding around 830 this morning to a report of a smoldering fire inside the Northridge atrium. Your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. It is me. Super excited about this show because it's a way for us to hear about and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. What a week. I'm not right yeah. about a lot of stuff. Chigwamagon. Take care and goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And the Week in Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. I'm Libby Collins. Short show today because Green Bay Game Day is getting underway at 9 o'clock. But we will have Mark Cass joining us. He's going to be with us a little bit later on this morning. He'll be here at 8.35. Matt Miller's taking the day off. Jessica's in the newsroom. Isaac's pushing those buttons. And in just two minutes, it's Matt Sossler and sports right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. With the deadline to pick up options less than 72 hours away, Brewers outfielder slash first baseman Mark Canna has been traded to the Detroit Tigers for right-handed pitching prospect Blake Holub. In 48 relief appearances, Holub had a 3.08 ERA in High A West Michigan and Double A Erie. Canna, after being acquired from the Mets at the trade deadline, hit 287 with 33 RBIs. Also on the transaction list, starting pitcher Wade Miley declined his mutual option and is now a free agent. Starting pitcher Colin Ray signed a one-year, $3.5 million deal with a club option for 2025 to remain in Milwaukee. The Badgers were without multiple stars in a 20-14 loss to Indiana. 
you know, we got plenty of guys that have taken a lot of reps, and uh, you know, maybe you don't know their names as well because they haven't played as much on Saturday. Uh, but you know, we've got a job to do is to prepare them, and we got a job to do is to get them out there and put them in positions where they can, you know, do what they need to do. And uh, you know, we didn't do a good enough job of that. Head coach Luke Fickle following the defeat. Wisconsin was without running back Braylon Allen, quarterback Tanner Mordecai, and wide receiver Chimray DK. With the loss, they fall to 5-4, and 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. They seek their coveted sixth win to become bowl eligible next week at home against Northwestern. Kickoff is scheduled for Saturday afternoon at 2.30. The Packers take on the Rams this afternoon. Head coach Matt LaFleur on his plans for running back Aaron Jones. Yeah, he, he looked good. He had a good week and got a great attitude and uh, ready to cut him loose. Jones has been limited this year with a hamstring injury. In four games played, he only averages 7.25 carries per game. Kickoff from Lambeau Field is scheduled for noon. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. It is 43 degrees. It's a chilly morning around southeastern Wisconsin, and we're going to have your full forecast right after this. It's 819. I hope you turn those clocks forward, because otherwise, you're too early. Oh, yes, that's right. I said turn forward. No, 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 no. I hope you turned your clock back last night uh, because it, uh, well, it's it's later than you think. All right, uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 57. Tonight it's going to be a little bit of a chance of showers, mostly cloudy and windy, down to 50. Then tomorrow we've got some early showers, a lot of wind, but we're going to get back up to about 65. Then on Tuesday, partly cloudy, 52. Wednesday looks like we have a chance of showers under mostly cloudy skies, 56 for a high. And on Thursday, cooling down just a little bit more under cloudy skies, 52 degrees. Currently, Cedarburg, 41 degrees. Oak Creek has 41. Um, Looks like in Richfield, you have 40 degrees. We have 43 degrees at 823 on WTMJ. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. This is the Sunday Sip, and I am John Merck here. I'm excited to be joined by Monica ireland Karras with the Tayback Law Firm. Monica, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I want to ask you a broad question about Tayback. You guys do so much good for our veterans and for our veteran community. How important is it that veterans know there's a firm and a group that they can count on when they have an issue or something they need to be sorted out? It's very important for the veterans in our community to realize that there is a resource for them here, and we are that resource. We help them deal with their service-connected injuries and any questions they may have regarding that. You do so much good work. Tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get interested in this line of work and making sure that our veterans are protected? Yeah, so my father was a Vietnam veteran. He was also stationed at Camp Lejeune. My family was at Camp Lejeune. I went to the John Marshall Law School in Chicago, which had a veterans benefits clinic, which just, I've always loved it from there. Mm -hmm. I got to know your dad, and I think it's important that we protect those people. My, My grandpa's a World War II vet. I have military in my family. Do you find sometimes that veterans are, they're proud And they don't want to ask for help. And sometimes maybe it's a family member that needs to help facilitate with Tayback that let's help dad get taken care of because our veterans are very proud and humble. 
They are. And, and not only are they proud and humble, some of them did work that they weren't supposed to talk about. So it's hard for them to talk about. But we're certainly here to be that conduit, whether it's your father or your mother or your sister or your child. We, we can help you get the benefits that they are entitled to. What are some of the primary issues, Monica, you see with our veteran community that they need help with or they can use an advisor to sort through? You know, our veteran community is actually not growing up. They're getting younger. We have a lot of Gulf War era veterans Mm. um, that need help, and they have exposures that are just now getting to the forefront of not only um, what the government is thinking about, but what the VA is thinking about. And we can help them with exposure issues or even issues that just are like arthritis or headaches. Monica Ireland Karras is with us on the Sunday SIP. What's the most rewarding part about what you do? Just helping people who really deserve it, the people who served this country with such great honor, and they did it so selflessly, whether they were stateside, whether they were in a war. It's something that each one of us just needs to take a minute and really appreciate what these men and women have done for our countries, for us, for our children. I love the way that you put that. I want to ask you about Camp Lejeune and the legislation tied to that and the litigation tied to that. You mentioned it earlier. Tell us about Camp Lejeune. Maybe start with the situation. What do we know? So in the mid-50s to about the mid-80s, the groundwater at Camp Lejeune was contaminated and the government was aware, but our service members were not aware, and they were exposed to many toxins. It's an interesting um, piece of legislation because this is the first time that family members who were also on base, um, my family included, um, can now get benefits. So that means spouses and children whether they are alive or not, can be entitled to benefits because of the damages that arose from the water contamination. If a veteran believes that their condition, either from Camp Lejeune or some other thing related to their service, was not properly evaluated by the VA, can you help them with that? How does that process work? Yeah, I absolutely can help them. Um, And that's what we do day in and day out. We have a large staff. We have numerous attorneys. You can contact us at our website, which is tabackattorneys.com, T-A-B-A-K attorneys.com. And for our vets, that is Tango Alpha Bravo Alpha Kilo attorneys.com. I love that. That's such a cool way to put that, that they can relate to that. And you can do a free evaluation, right? Can you start with like kind of no obligation? Oh, yeah. It's never any obligation, and we don't get paid till the end. I love that. So it's easy. So check out the website. Make sure you you get involved. I just really am proud to work with you guys because of the work that you do. Is it a relief to veterans when you can help them or you can help their family get something that they thought was hopeless or that they had no idea maybe they even needed in some instances? Yes, and a lot of times they don't even realize what they're entitled to. So when they get a great big award and they didn't even realize it was coming and it changes their lives, it's just amazing. It is amazing. So if you're a family member, because the veteran is so humble, as we said, and they don't want to come forward and they're kind of stubborn maybe and they're very proud. If you're a family member and you know you have a veteran that you love that needs help, or could use somebody to talk to, what's the easiest way? Give it to us again that they can get in touch with you guys. It's that tabackattorneys.com, Tango Alpha, Bravo Alpha, Kilo, attorneys.com.
That just and makes me smile. Does it? Yeah, that's great, great that's stuff. That's great. We're a Tayback for the Payback. Tayback for the Payback. They're going to take care of the veteran in your life. They're going to take care of your family, and they take care of our community, which I think is super special. Monica Ireland Karras is a partner and VA accredited representative at Tayback Law. Thank you so much for being with us on the Sunday Sip. Thanks, John. This was great. And, you know, John, yesterday went on the final honor flight for this year yesterday. And I know Jessica will have more about him as we go through the morning here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It is 829 and 43 degrees at WTMJ. It's 836 on a Sunday morning on WTMJ. Welcome back to the second half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins, and joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning is Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Kohl's officially opened their new store in downtown, and you had a chance to go through the store before it opened on Friday. So what's it like, and what does the opening mean to the city? I'm sure you've already spent a lot of money there. You've probably been through there three or four times, but you're Kohl's cash. You sound like my husband, Mark. I do, isn't (laughs) He actually called me... And asked me to ask you about it. So, I mean, I'm just I'm saying, not. I don't think we can underestimate how important this is to the city to have this store open in the heart of the city, right on Wisconsin Avenue, right next to the avenue, right next to the Third Market Food Hall, right next to the Convention Center. Just all the momentum we're seeing. But why I think it's important is because it adds energy and activity, something I talk about all the time. And how important that is, you know, think back four or six years, West Wisconsin Avenue, West of the river after six o'clock at night, not really much activity. And you had some crime issues. Now you have so much going on with the opening of the MSO, with the Avenue, with the Expo Center expansion, with all the employers that are now coming down there. There's a lot of activity. There's a lot going on. And it just means really good things in the city. And I was actually talking about this earlier this week, how six or seven years ago it was East of the river. Everything was happening on Wisconsin Avenue. Now it's West. And there's more opportunities still to be. You look at that parking lot right across the street from the Coles, wide open. They hope to get a convention hotel there someday. There's other spots along Wisconsin Avenue or just one block south on Michigan that you could see things happening with a soccer stadium of things to the Iron District. So it's just that's become the hot area of the city right now. And to have this coal store there, I think is important. The other thing I think is important for a little bit, I think we forget as we have all these people who are coming in for conventions who walk out the front door of the convention center and see activity. That's good for the city's image. Well, any activity is good. And yes. one of the places... Well, spending money for you is good well, in the store, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Here it is getting close <laughs> to the holiday time. But no, i got to ask you about the activity going on in Madison, or maybe the lack of activity, Back, as far yeah, as this proposed $600 million in improvements and upgrades for AmFam. Why is it taking so long? And are the executives with the brewers starting to get a little anxious about this? Yeah, I mean, this is one we've been talking about since January. Think about that. That's when it was first brought up with the first idea here. It's been going on all year where, you know, obviously now in November, it was approved through the assembly. Now as we've got about the Senate, it's kind of stalled here. They're hoping to get it through in the next couple of weeks. But there's urgency for the brewers. The brewers believe, and, that, you know, it's obviously true that the stadium authority, which oversees them, is going to run out of money in the next year or two. The brewers believe there are $60 million worth of improvements that are actually Needed. And they're for things we don't always see. So, I mean, there are heaters and air conditioning units and concrete and things in the stadium that need to be upgraded or need to be maintained. have never been replaced in the 23 years that the stadium's been open. And it's time for some of that. It's interesting because we actually went out there this weekend, went through the stadium to see some of the stuff. Because as a fan, I've sat at the games and I thought, man, you know, it's a nice stadium. Where's all this work needed? But you go underneath the stadium, you go onto the roof, you go into these areas where there is just a real need to upgrade. And that's what's got to happen here. So the brewers believe there's urgency. Will there be a vote in the next week or two? I don't know. I hope so. It seems like they're moving that way, Libby. But you know how things work in Madison. 
You just never know until the actual vote is taken. Mm, yep. Well, let's talk about something positive as far as sports. Giannis, yeah. of course, signed his contract extension for $186 million. And apparently, what, a national firm looked at what his real value right. is to the team and to the city. Explain that, would you? Yeah, it's just really interesting because if you look at them when he first came to the team, what they're worth now, it's a dramatic increase. So I think it was around $300 million then, now over $3 billion now. What they meant in terms of attendance in the facility, now pretty much every game is almost sold out compared to then. What has meant in terms of revenue, obviously a lot of new sponsors. They have sponsors throughout the world because of Giannis. And because of, you know, 2021, they won this little thing called an NBA championship, which brought them a lot of money and brought them a lot of recognition. So they put a number on what he's been worth, and it's over a billion dollars in terms of what he's been worth to the team. So some of these contracts are getting, maybe he's underpaid. I'm not going to say that. It's hard to say anybody's underpaid at $186 million. But there's no doubt that he is worth a lot to this team. He's worth a lot to the city. You know, think about the international exposure we get here in the city as a result of Giannis, because he's known throughout the world. And kind of what that means and the fact that he's going to stay here for at least another three years, I think is imperative because it also means winning, right? Obviously, when they win, it's great for the city. Well, let's talk about winning with soccer, because Governor Evers made a yeah. surprise move this week. He allocated $9.3 million in pandemic relief money to that new soccer stadium. First of all, I think a lot of people were surprised. How could he take money from pandemic relief? funds to do Yeah, this? that's a good question, Libby. And I think a lot of us are asking that in our office. I think there's some flexibility there in how that money's used, but that's a great question and one we're working on. I think as you'll get the larger picture, this stadium, you know, maybe slower here than everybody expected. They hope to have seen construction start in 23. It's obviously not going to. This money will help. This is something a lot of people are talking about. A lot of people really want to curb. I mean, originally they were talking about having this thing up and running and playing in 2025. We'll see if that happens now. I think it's a stretch, maybe 26. It's important for the city. It's important for that area of the city. As we talked earlier in the phone call about Wisconsin Avenue and then in Michigan Street, here we are in 6th of Michigan where this would be, kind of as we head south then into Walker's Point, into that neighborhood, how important this is to that community. Big deal. This is a step ahead, but they still need more money. So we should know more about this, I would say, probably in the next couple months. All right, finally, and this is one of my favorite stories of the week. The Milwaukee Business Journal, you looked at home values around the area. What communities locally saw the biggest change? What do you think? I'm going to ask you the question. I like to get you involved, and I sure hope you're reading our website every day. What do you think is the hottest community right now? Oh, boy. Because that's a surprise. I was a bit surprised. You were? Okay. Yeah. Out towards Ozaki County, I'm thinking. Yeah. No, no, it's actually right in the heart of the city. In terms of value jump, now remember, it's not where the highest value homes are. It's just where they've seen that value jump, and that is in West Dallas. Really? You see a lot of home growth there. Wait, wait, did you say say West Dallas? West Dallas and Wauwatosa. Two areas in the metro area where we've seen a lot of growth. We've seen a lot of increase in value. We've seen a lot of more homes built. We've seen a lot of demand as as we've seen growth in the area. It's not the most expensive. I'm not saying that by any means. That is still out in Waukesha County, in Ozaki County. Where there are a lot of really nice homes being built. But I'm talking about the increase in value of the homes. It's in West Dallas and in Wauwatosa. They've just seen a lot of growth in those areas. It is always great to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, Libby, it's great to talk to you, and I'll talk to you next week. It's 843. We have 43 degrees at WTMJ, and in just a couple minutes, we'll check in with John McCure. He was on that honor flight yesterday. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Yesterday was a day to honor veterans throughout southeastern Wisconsin with the parade downtown and also the final honor flight for this year. Here's WTMJ's John McCure. Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard all represented here at Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport. 
as the Stars and Stripes Honor Flight touched down to a bagpiper's welcome. 150 Vietnam veterans, four from Korea here at the airport after a day in Washington, D.C. of seeing their monuments and the changing of the guard at Arlington National Cemetery. Men and women, families here at the airport to welcome our heroes home. In Milwaukee, John Merck here, WTMJ News. Such a moving ceremony if you've ever been at uh, Mitchell when the veterans come back from those honor flights. It's 846. You're just a minute away from Matt Sossler in sports right here on WTMJ. In the infant stages of the 2023 Major League Baseball offseason, the transaction list is already long for the crew. Outfielder slash first baseman Mark Canna was traded to the Detroit Tigers for right-handed pitching prospect Blake Holub. In 48 relief outings, he had a 3.08 ERA in high A and in double A. Canna, after being acquired from the New York Mets at the trade deadline, hit 287 with 33 RBIs in Milwaukee. In addition, pitcher Wade Miley declined his mutual option and is now a free agent. Starting pitcher Colin Ray signed a one-year $3.5 million deal with a club option for 2025 to remain in Milwaukee. The Badgers are still searching for bowl eligibility after falling at Indiana 20-14. to Head coach Luke Fickle on what went wrong. You know, the whole objective today was to come out, create our own energy, start fast. And probably the number one thing we didn't do was come out, create energy, and start fast. And not just because you say you're going to do it, do you do it, right? I mean, even if you focus on it all week, you know, hey, we got to bring our own energy. we got to make sure that, you know, we don't allow what happened last week and the environment and those kinds of things to affect you this week. And as you look at it, I mean, we did a really poor job, I think, to start the game defensively, offensively, finding ways to create some things. Prior to their win over Wisconsin, Indiana was winless in the Big Ten. The Badgers fall to 5-4, and 3-3 three and three in conference, one game behind Iowa in the Big Ten West. Wisconsin hosts Northwestern next week. Kickoff is scheduled for Saturday afternoon at 2.30. Matt LaFleur's parents have a tough decision to make when the Packers take on the Rams today. They better be rooting for the Packers. Uh, no, I think, I mean, they always, you know, they're, 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 they try to stay impartial um, as best they can, but... Like I said, they're living in Green Bay. I I happen to get them a house, so they better root for us. Matt's brother Mike is the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Mike currently has a 4-2 advantage against his brother. Matt looks to narrow that gap with kickoff from Lambeau Field scheduled for noon. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 57. We'll get up to 65 degrees tomorrow. 44 is your temperature at WTMJ at 849. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests, and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC. Welcome into the Sunday Sip on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik. Hey, you've heard me talking about my friends at Lifetime Radon Solutions for the last several months. Well, they came out to our house in Menominee Falls when we realized the radon levels in our home were far too high. And radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer in the United States. Lifetime Radon Solutions came out, they installed a mitigation system, and now we have a safe environment for our kids to play in. And I'm here today with Jeremy Clausing from Lifetime Radon Solutions and Dylan Gordon, who was recently diagnosed with lung cancer. And Jeremy, I'd like to start with you. Waukesha County, for whatever reason, in certain areas, has very high radon levels. Why is this the case? Where does it come from? 
Radon is tied to soil content that is high in uranium, which is granite, lannan stone, and limestone, which is prevalent specifically in southeastern Wisconsin. Waukesha happens to be the hotbed for radon. Decaying uranium over time turns into radon gas that is allowed to build up to high concentration levels in our homes, which then we breathe into our lungs, and uh, it creates a problem and some health risk for us. Well, and I think what's really important for people to understand is that it's not exclusive to Waukesha County. If you're listening to this saying, well, I don't live in Waukesha County, I'm probably fine. You might be, you might not be. And, and I guess that's where the value in running a test comes into play. Exactly. So radon uh, is heavy in certain areas. We know this. Uh, the DNR runs tests. as We have a lot of data on this as well. Levels and concentrations vary across the state, but it can be everywhere. So it's important to test uh, because the only way to know for sure if your area and your home is high in radon is to test. About a year ago, you were connected with the gentleman sitting to your left, Dylan Gordon, who lives in Waukesha County in Brookfield. Dylan, walk me through your story and why you reached out to Lifetime Radon Solutions for help. November of last year, 2022, um, I went for my annual 45-year-old physical. It turns out that I had a 1.5 centimeter mass in my upper left lobe of my left lung, and it turned out to be stage two lung cancer, which was kind of a surprise to me as someone who is relatively healthy, a non-smoker, and I have zero history of cancer in my family. This, this came as a surprise to me. The chemo treatments, you've got some time to think and some, some time to do some research. I read that radon was the number one leading cause of cancer in non, non-smokers. When I purchased my first home many years ago, I had a home inspection and the home inspector kind of blew it off like it was not a big, big deal. Um, so I kind of led my adult homeowner life believing that this was something that wasn't really important and I didn't have to pay any attention to until my current situation. Walk me through what you found at Dylan's house. So the acceptable radon level set by the World Health Organization right now is 2.7 picocuries per liter of air. Dylan, when we went out and tested his home, uh, looking back at our records, it was 9.8 picocuries, Mm. so almost three times the safe level of radon. Here in the United States, the EPA recommends mitigating anything over 2.0 picocuries per liter and the Lung Cancer Association equates a level of 4.0 picocuries per liter to that of smoking eight cigarettes per day or 200 chest x-rays per year. Just how effective are the mitigation systems that Lifetime Radon Solutions installs? Most of our systems uh, get that level uh, well below 1.0, or in Dylan's case, uh, we got his levels to 0.1, virtually non-existent. Dylan, this has transformed your house. Right? Yeah. You, you, do you feel now like you've got a safe house to use the way you intend to use? It brings me some peace of mind to know that the, that the friends and family who live with me and visit me um, will, will be as safe as they can be in my, my home. And Jeremy, does the age of the house matter at all? New homes um, are actually high. They test higher more often uh, with radon levels than older homes. And the reason being is with new technology and new construction techniques, spray foam, windows that are more sealed, uh, you actually have a tighter sealed home that allows the radon levels to build up to a higher concentration than older homes that are drafty and let air exchange naturally uh, between inside and outside, diluting that radon level. You know, Jeremy, your company gave us peace of mind. You know, we have a young family. We love to play in the basement. We reached out to Lifetime Radon Solutions. Our levels were high. 
Now they're practically zero. We feel comfortable, more comfortable in our home because of Lifetime Radon Solutions. And that's great to hear from you, Greg, and also being able to help Dylan. We want to help more families and homeowners across Wisconsin. We service the entire state area, um, and that's why we rolled out recently. We're the first radon mitigation company to do this is free testing. No obligation, uh, just a straight free test. Uh, an experienced technician will come out to your home, set the test. It'll be a short-term 48-hour digital test. Uh, We'll pick it up and we'll present the results to you. And you have a licensed professional there to answer any radon questions uh, or home questions that you might have. Yeah, you you have nothing to lose and only something to gain. Your radon levels might be perfect. They might be out of control like they were in our house. And I want to thank Lifetime Radon Solutions for giving us that peace of mind. Jeremy Clausing of Lifetime Radon Solutions. Dylan Gordon, thank you so much for your time today, gentlemen. If you'd like more information you want to have a free test done or just want peace of mind, visit LifetimeRadon.com. They've got a wide service area in the state of Wisconsin and all sorts of five-star reviews. They will do for you what they did for us and our family, LifetimeRadon.com. It's 44 degrees, and coming up next, it's Green Bay Game Day on WTMJ.